Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Math and Physics podcast. This is episode number 15, and I am your host, Parker. And I am Ray, and we welcome you today with uh, a guest we have today. And uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. I'm uh, Raphael. I'm an engineering student in electrical engineering. Awesome. And which university do you go to? Uh, it is at the École Polytechnique Montréal, which is affiliated with the University of Montreal. Oh, awesome. So me and Raf actually know each other from high school. Um, we were pretty much in like all the same classes, except for um, you took chemistry, right? Yeah, I took uh, IB chemistry in grade 11 and 12. Okay, yeah. So so we had like the same classes except for chemistry because I didn't take that. And then uh, after grade 12, you know, I went to Toronto. He went to Montreal, but we're still in contact. And so... Um, we're just gonna have this uh, podcast to see how um, see how his year went, see his interests, etc. Sounds good. Okay, so I guess we can start off with uh, just a simple question. Well, how was your year? How was your first year of uni? Well, to be honest, it went it went uh, pretty well. Um, I was expecting it probably to be a bit harder. I guess the difference, but uh, it was definitely like a culture shock since uh, I was. In uh, C in the Quebec system, they have CGEP, which is uh, mm-hmm. two years between high school and university. So uh, Ontario students kind of finish high school or enter university one year ahead of Quebec students. Mm-hmm. So I was with other international students. So it was really interesting to learn more about their cultures and see what they learned before in high school compared to what we did in Ontario. Wait, so are you a year older than us? No, I'm the same age as you guys. Oh, but but in CGEP you have one more year, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, this year was like a prep year for the like bachelor's program. Oh, so this wasn't like your first year technically. Technically, technically not in the bachelor's degree, oh, I guess, but okay. um, I had a friend at Queens in engineering and the things we did were like uh, pretty similar. Yeah, so basically Quebec doesn't have a grade 12. They just have a grade 11 and then two years in CIGEP and then... So basically, they have a grade like 12 and 13. That's in between mm-hmm. high school and university. Yeah. 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 Believe it or not, my cousin actually lives in Quebec. <laughs> I have two cousins that live there and they've gone through the same thing. But I thought that um, because CJEP is like, because it's your grade 12 and then another year. So then would you have to do another four years of bachelor's after this or would it just be three? Yes, exactly. So I did the prep year and then there's a four year um, oh, so bachelor's okay. degree. Yeah. So technically, you're going to be in university for a year longer than us. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. Okay, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. so your your first year bachelor's will pretty much be very easy for you, right? Well, uh, yeah, that's it's kind of interesting because the first year like will probably be easier for me compared to Quebec students mm-hmm. since the prep year classes are by Polytechnic for the students, you know? So they really prepare us well. And like, so we uh, know exactly how the school works and what to expect kind of like from exams and et cetera. Like um, I, I did a programming course actually, uh, like an intensive one for mm-hmm. summer school. So it was only six weeks instead of 12 weeks over the summer. So I just finished it. And uh, really it followed exactly, um, like it was a really good continuation of uh, my programming class from uh my prep year so it was really nice to see that uh they prepare us well awesome do you have any like uh 
project or anything you learned that really intrigued you in your programming classes? I guess like it was quite introductory, um, but it was kind of nice to see like uh, I guess all the resources that already exist for you, uh, such as like yeah. libraries and stuff. I find and the community aspect of programming is really nice because uh, yeah, it's really simple. No matter like what level you're at, you can always find good tips online. That was probably the coolest part because it's still like it was still quite int- introductory. Okay, uh, like was there any program that you made? Because uh, obviously I don't exactly know the course that you went through, but was yeah. there any like one program you made this in these six weeks where you were like, damn, that's so cool? Oh, definitely. So uh, for this one assignment that we had to do, uh, we had to feed the program like uh, an image file, a bitmap to be more precise. And then the program would, oh, and then you would also tell it the size of the squares that you would that you would want because okay. the program would essentially take your picture uh, divide it into multiple squares of the height and width that you would want and then scramble those pieces so you would get a sort of puzzle at the end so that was pretty oh, cool I found. that's pretty dope that's really cool that's actually pretty cool yeah yeah and you were doing that on c plus plus right yeah exactly so the summer class i took was in c plus plus which is a compiled language. Uh, so what that means is basically you do your code and then the 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 computer like uh, compiles it and builds a file that later is executed by the computer. And so when you so that basically helps for speed uh, since the program is already like compiled and so it knows what it has to do. Um, whereas uh, program program languages like python well they would when they run the program they do it line by line so sometimes mm-hmm. it's a bit slower so have you like uh used a lot of languages uh yeah so i've done c plus plus and before that matlab uh oh okay in school uh but i've also done a bit of python on my own and which is your favorite probably python i guess because it's quite simple um you know there's lots of libraries and stuff which is really useful um and there's also no declarations which is also cool but what's important to know (laughs) with programming is that once you kind of know one language and how it works to program like algorithms and stuff it's really easy to go from one language to the next you just need to find the equivalents yeah so was that your favorite class during the year was there another class like that you actually enjoyed more than the coding such as you know like physics or your math class yeah uh well i really enjoyed the we had a electricity and uh magnetism class uh that was in my second semester uh that was really cool i found because i really dug deep into like uh we did way more circuits than we did in high school seeing capacitors and ductors and uh also I really like the magnetic induction concept because mm. I found that was pretty cool. Mm. How like uh, a magnet or a I don't know electric flow could like create a current. Yeah, we didn't do any yeah. like circuits at U of T. We we did like um we like we drew them in some of our labs, but we didn't actually work with like, well with technically the real we did of sorts. In, like, oh yeah, we did one time. Yeah. But like not intense, also because like uh, Raf, you're like you're yeah. in electrical engineering, right? Like so, it's a lot more hands-on than theoretical physics. 
So it's probably that's why. Yeah, exactly. Had more circuits to deal with and stuff. Yeah, well, we we didn't do the actual circuits uh, either. We just did them, you know, like uh, mostly just uh, you know solving problems, you mm-hmm. know, on paper, classic kind yeah. of thing. But uh, this fall, I do have a, a logic circuits class, so that's with uh, logic gates, and that uh-huh. is uh, supposedly a very like hands-on class. Uh, so yeah, but that's probably one of the differences between like engineering in general and say like a physics degree as yeah. you guys are doing. So have you ever used an uh, Arduino before? I have, yes. And uh, do you think it's pretty cool? Do you think it's like simple, like a good way to start, you think? Or like it's too complicated? Oh, no, for sure. It's like, it's really simple. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think I was in uh, grade seven, like summer of grades. Oh, no, in grade seven, I did Arduino also with this uh, enrichment program. But um, yeah, it's definitely a good way to start if you kind of think that you like electronics and you like programming that's a great way to start because there's lots of resources online for it too so you really get and you also get to code uh, uh yeah and see i still remember in uh in in grade nine i uh, i bought the arduino and i made this uh this light go up when the temperature went up and i was yeah. so excited that the light actually worked <laughs> i was just so excited <laughs> also very young. i remember actually my first coding experience and i i always forget about this but i'm pretty sure i was in like grade five or grade like four even i went to a summer camp where we did like the lego like mind oh, yeah, storms were think. really cool yeah yeah and so what we would what we would do is so in the beginning of the day we would build like the lego model and then so like for example one time we made a uh, like an elevator and then at the end of the day or like the second half after lunch, we would learn how to code like everything we, we needed. And then at the end, of, at the very end of the day, we'd put it all together and then use it. And that was really cool. I know I made like a dinosaur that walked and, and like an elevator and things like that. Yeah. The good old Lego Mindstorms. Those are, those are really great too. I actually never had one. <laughs> Sorry, oh, okay. Yeah. There's something about like, you know, building, you know, like a, a product, I guess, and then seeing it work. Is like mm. it's just satisfying because you really do see like your effort put into something. You know, you, oh, you can I completely see it working. understand that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, have you heard of uh, Have you heard of the game Kerbal Space Program? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this it's this game where you make rockets and you fly them into space and you know <laughs> land them on different planets and stuff. Obviously, I love it because I'm in the physics. But I'm just saying, like making the rocket and seeing it work even though it's obviously not comparable to electrical engineering i just say that it's really cool you know to see your something that you've been working on for some time actually work oh yeah for sure i think it's different um with like lego mindstorms because you get like an actual product that you Mm. build yourself and like code it yourself and then when, when you see it work in front of your eyes it's like damn like this is like i mean it's not all you because it was it was like made for you, true. but it still it still feels like an accomplishment, you know. That's true. Totally agree. Not to put down your your my um, Kerbal Space program. program. <laughs> no, but on Kerbal Space program, interestingly enough, there's a there's this mod that's called a KOS, which is a Kerbal operating system. So you can actually code your rockets, and the code that they use, even though is pretty specific to you know the game. It's actually quite widely used for just engineering in general. I, I think it's just, um, I forgot the name of it. It's, it's pretty, I forgot the name of the language. 
um, but it's used a lot and it's, and you know, it's really useful because it has a lot of math, like math and physics functions. So that's why it's really useful. I think it's called like R or something. Like, is there a language like, uh, like that? Uh, not sure. Like robot R or something. I, I don't remember. It's something like that. I'll definitely be looking up, uh, the, your rocket game later. Yeah. <laughs> Kerbal space program. Yeah. It's on, it's on steam. I think it costs money, but you can also pirate it yeah. and get it for free. You know, not, not endorsing <laughs> illegal activity, but, uh, <laughs> just saying it's available. But I should say this, uh, if you are planning on buying it, don't cause Kerbal space program two is actually coming out very soon. So if you want to buy it, just pirate the first one, to be honest. Like, I think that's the best advice I can give. <laughs> well, then, um, <laughs> I, I actually haven't gotten it. I wanted to to buy it when you showed it to me, which I'm pretty sure you showed it to me before, like, Christmas break. Yeah, yeah. And I thought about getting it, but I was like, <laughs> I wasn't actually watching your old videos, but I remember seeing them and they looked really complicated. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't really have time with, like, exams and all that to mm-hmm. get into, like, virtual rocket building no in the beginning believe me it's okay maybe also because when i started i was pretty young that's why maybe it was hard but in the beginning it was just so hard i just didn't understand literally anything because the physics was so complicated like i have a youtube channel on this too and never gonna share the name of it by the way but (laughs) it's on youtube and i was very young when i was playing it so like i was just super confused but obviously like now i understand a lot more and that's what i'm saying i think Parker, if you get it right now, too, with all the physics knowledge and everything you have, I think it'll be pretty easy. Or at least it'll be fun. At least it'll be fun. Yeah, a good challenge. <laughs> Always. So, Raf, uh, tell us this. What did you think about, like, your math course? Your math course that you had this year? Like, your math and physics courses? So, uh, in terms of math courses, I had uh, two calculus classes. So, the first one was just uh, derivatives. Um, you know, it was pretty much the same thing as we did in uh, grade 12 of high school. And mm-hmm. then second semester was uh, basically just everything about integration, uh, you know, seeing all the techniques. Uh, and then at the end, we did uh, sequences and uh, series, and we saw the Taylor and McLaurin series. Um, so those were, I really enjoy, at first I was kind of scared of uh, integrals because, you know, there's a part of it where you have to like remember, or it's not remember as much, but, Sometimes you're a bit unsure of what to do. Yeah, it's just kind of recognizing the patterns mm-hmm. and applying the right uh, integration techniques. Exactly. Once I got that figured out, I was, uh, you know, I, I quite liked it. And then uh, at the end, series were like really interesting. Like the fact that you can add stuff like to the infinity, yet it'll still equal one number that you can sometimes find out is quite a unique concept i guess yeah it's really Um, i know integrals i think i baffled like everyone's mind especially when we got to it but one minute so you pretty much covered everything that we did in our first year of uni so i'm still not getting this concept of this of the second year of cjap if the second year of cjap is basically the first year of university like why even have it that is a very good question because now you're just gonna have to do one extra year for no reason because you learned basically the same things we did Yes. So I don't even understand why you need this. Well, an interesting thing, because I was asking myself the same question. So I compared the, um, the curriculums. Let's say uh, I think I compared Carleton University to where I was going, the to Polytechnic. Mm-hmm. And so basically what happens is 
Uh, the first year they do the same thing as like we did this year, you know, general quite math and physics stuff. Second year they see um, more like engineering classes, same thing in third year. And then fourth year, they already need to pick a, a, a concentration. Like they need to specialize into like a subfield of their major. But us, we have three years of just like core engineering classes. And then in the fourth year, we, uh, we specialize. So really, you get one more year to know more about your major and really like what subfield you'd like to work in. Oh, I guess that could make sense. But wait, so are you going to be going to the University of Montreal? Yeah, well, um, technically, like, the University of Montreal is affiliated to an engineering school, and that's where I'm going. Okay. It's, it's like, own school. It's, like, a weird concept, but uh, it's, it's really cool because we have all our own clubs and stuff, and it's all led by engineering students. So it's a really, com- it's a really uh, cool vibe, I guess. So it's like a student-run school almost. Oh no, no, I mean like uh, it's all like engineering-run school. We could yeah, say. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So why why do you think you chose uh, Polytechnic as your school of choice? Well, part of it was actually because I do play soccer as well, uh, and I'm on the like uh, university soccer team. So part of it was that, but also I wanted to keep studying in French, um, just because I had my whole life. Um, and, uh, also Polytechnic is like a really good engineering school, I guess. Um, so all of those factors combined was just like a good fit. And I've been very happy with my choice so far. That, that's really cool. Yeah, true. I find like when people just, uh, analyze their options and just follow their gut, they end up really enjoying the choice that they've made, which is, you know, the case for me, case for you as well. I, I really enjoyed uh, going to U of T and I'm kind of sad that you know there's a chance I might not even go back mm. for second year but um, are, are you planning on going back Raf? Uh, well so the way it's gonna work at our school is all like the lectures will be online but for some classes uh, like the labs they will keep them uh, like in person the classes so my plans right now mm. are to go back um because like uh, like i said there's i have a circuits class that is pretty hands-on and apparently we'll have labs in person so yeah my my plan is to go back but of course it won't be the same thing as a pre-pandemic i guess yeah true i think i really took for granted like the university life which technically i didn't because it's kind of normal university life and you know i thought it was awesome um and i really would like to have gone back to experience it again for second year but um we'll see there's, there's a chance i do go back there is yeah but i don't think it's either way i don't think it's going to be the same because there's going to be restrictions there's going to be and... so many restrictions that's the thing yeah. for sure that's, that's the problem wait so uh raf are you like uh close to your engineering school or are you going to be like living on a residence or something uh well like since last year uh well for the first year like i have an apartment quite close to the to the school like it's like five minutes by walk. So it's really oh. nice. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. I was going to ask, um, how big is the, the campus for the Polytechnic? So technically it's two buildings. Uh, one that's been around since like, I don't know how long. And then the other one, uh, like mid 2000, it was actually the, that building is really cool. Cause, uh, it was the first building in Canada to be like, uh, to have like, I think it's lead it's called. It's like the, sustainability like 
uh, it's a sustainability index. So it's really eco responsible. Okay. It's super cool. And then we have like a third building that's more for like research. And uh, it's like a startup hub kind of workplace for students as well. So it's quite cool. And all of your classes are in these three buildings? Uh, yeah, mostly just the the main one and the newer, like eco-friendly one. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's super different um, to me and Ray because all of my classes were pretty much in like all in separate scattered buildings. Around. Oh my god! Yeah, scattered all around the yeah. the campus, which is pretty much. I think it's like four blocks by six blocks. The U of T campus? Oh, it's. I mean, it's yeah. big. I don't know how many blocks though. It's pretty big. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty big. And so like my furthest class was like like almost almost a twenty minute walk. Oh wow. Um, Wait, which class was that? Maybe uh like the, the calculus class. Oh oh yeah, that was a very long walk. All the way down to King Circle. That was a long <laughs> walk. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And my closest class was actually literally across the street from the residence oh. because I was taking a class. It was like a college class, which has like the um the course code is like affiliated with the name of our college Mm -hmm. and the class was in the town hall which is across the street from the residence so i literally like walked out of my res into the building and then i was already in class that's actually why uh where you buy an apartment in toronto like in the campus is actually really important because like majority of my classes at least maybe not parkers but mine were like in the mclennan building so that's actually one of the major reasons why i chose innis because it was so close to the McLennan building. And I just thought, you know, it's the best for distance. So I think that's why, especially with U of T, it's kind of important that you pick your location wisely. You're such a liar. That's not why you picked it. That is this. why I picked it. <laughs> that's like the biggest reason. Okay, let's... Yeah. L- let me There's so many residences are, are close by. It doesn't even make a difference. I was going to pick... Oh, my original choice was Victoria, right? Because the scholarships were crazy. And for, once again, for anyone who's applying to U of T, this may actually help. So I was originally applying to Victoria, who gives off a lot of scholarships. But then I saw how far it was from McLennan. So I'm like, okay, not Victoria. And then another big one that I saw was Innis and Woodsworth. But I actually could have picked Woodsworth. I don't know why I didn't. I just chose Innis because, just because, really. There was no reason. It's just that I thought. Yeah, Raph, what was the situation with uh, the residents in Montreal? Why didn't you go to residents? Well, there's quite a limited capacity because the residence is like for all of the well like the university of montreal their business school and uh the engineering school uh so there's i don't think there's that many places but basically i didn't get a spot so then i had to find like uh, an apartment so uh raf do you have any like uh electives or something or (laughs) that's funny or is it just engineering that you do yeah i don't have like any electives uh technically you do in uh so let's say in fourth year you need to like pick like classes to make like a either a concentration so it's it's usually like a about like a eight eight classes eight mm-hmm. to ten classes that uh, fit into a theme or you pick like your own classes to kind of make up your own like a concentration but we don't have like electives oh. Yeah, because you said that you simply go around those three engineering buildings, right? And that just got me thinking, yeah. like, do you not have any classes other than engineering? Yeah, no, it's all like 
math, oh, physics, wow. engineering classes. That must be a little boring. <laughs> uh, well, I guess. Like, um, okay, okay, like okay. It. Maybe boring is the wrong word to use, but like a little too, like too much math and physics sometimes without enough breath. You know, it can really yeah. take a toll on you. Yeah, like I think the only um, classes that aren't really engineering is like a, there's a e economics class and uh, an ethics class that we have to take. That kind of goes <laughs> with, uh, oh, and a sociology class as well. Those aren't really interesting choices you got. Yeah, there. for sure. And they're all required because, uh, oh, so how it works for, because there's like the engineering accreditation board something like that oh, wait 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 if they're all required then they're not no electives. they're not electives <laughs> they're just non-engineering classes oh okay, yeah. okay. that's uh i it seems like a, so there's like an organization that regulates like uh i guess the education in like engineering uh bachelors in canada yeah and so they require uh like the program to have like an ethics class and economics class and like i think a sociology class as well I guess to like, uh, I guess make sure that they don't make any corrupt engineers. Oh, I know that at Queens, they have to take like a geography class and a finance class, like the the engineers. Yeah. Which I don't really understand. Like, why do you have to take geography? But, uh, you know, anyways, the geography. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, oh, is that in? Well, I know in first year they have like a sort of geography class, uh, because then because in first year they don't choose their major. I guess it's just engineering. No. I don't know, yeah. but the finance goes with the is basically the economics class that we take, so it's the same thing. Yeah, that's right. That's really cool that you guys take uh, economics for an engineering major. Like, you yeah. know, have you have you like even sociology? I was actually really like thrown aback by that. You guys take sociology for engineering? Yeah, it's like a, it's the class. I think it's because they want you to like recognize the impact that technology has, I guess, on society. I guess, I guess oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what's your most like the m most interesting course that you did this year? Like the most excited, or like every time you read the book, you're like, "No way, that's crazy," or something uh, like that. I'd probably have to go back again to the electricity and magnetism class because mm, there's awesome. a lot of things that I didn't see in high school, um, you know, and they were really like different, like uh, you know the Gauss theorem, I think, or uh, yeah. Gauss's I think law. in English you guys call it differently. Or yeah. is it Parker? Yeah, Gauss's law. Yes, Gauss's law. Um uh, yeah, because I did a I basically just tried to translate whatever I uh, what I named it in French. Um but yeah, Gauss's law was like pretty cool, you know, it's like, oh wow, you can know how many uh, electrons or whatever passes through, you know, the the area. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's you know, pretty cool. Even though it's like really abstract, you know, because it's it happens on such a small scale. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool to know. Yeah, but you can also make it pretty much on any scale you want. Yeah. Right? Because the, the surface integral applies for any surface you want. Yes, that, that's true. <laughs> but did you do surface integrals? Uh, not in calculus, but... Uh... I mean, neither did we. Yeah, no, because basically they introduced yeah. the like the notation yeah. for the surface integral, but basically they just showed us all the ways to avoid actually doing the integral yeah. and like finding, you know, symmetries in the charge distributions to just like avoid having to do like horrendous calculations. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact same, I guess, uh, approach they took for us too. 
it's funny because uh, a guy in my physics class, in that physics class, he did a bachelor's in mathematics at the University of Montreal, but then he realized he wants to do engineering. So uh, he got credited all his math classes, but he started to take, you know, the, the other like physics and classes he didn't take. Yeah. So he told us in classes like, oh, that's not how you do a integral of a surface of a closed cir- surface. <laughs> he had some superior knowledge. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Rav, did you um did you take any statistics classes? Yes. I was going to, because I think like 10 minutes ago, <laughs> your question was uh, what math classes I took, but I was going to say, oh, yeah. I also took a probability and statistics and statistics class. That was also a very, very interesting class. Um, so we did a lot of probabilities first, and then we just saw all the statistical distribution laws, like uh, well, Gauss's law, our friend Gauss, the, the Gauss curve, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. The, the Bell curve, sorry. Uh, and then uh, the Poisson, I think I think it stays the same name. Anyways, uh, those were really cool. And then at the very end, we did like uh, we saw how you can test to be like if we take for example the coronavirus test uh, when you get tested to see if you have it. Well, it's only precise to like a certain percent of uh, of the time, right? Mm-hmm. So you can actually calculate and see how you can kind of manipulate. Um, the numbers to uh, get the right uh, level of confidence that you want in your test. So that was really cool as well. Oh, that's uh, actually really it's cool. definitely an interesting field of mathematics. I'm actually, uh, interestingly yeah. enough, going into statistics. I, I actually uh, broadened my major this year. Well, I don't know if it's going to work. I just selected it online. I haven't actually been through a class yet because I just decided why not to take a statistics minor because I just think statistics okay. is really cool. You know, like it just... Because I just think it applies to like everyday stuff that you usually use. Yeah, for sure. And I just think it's useful in that way. Yeah, you know? I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Like, because like you think of the integral, like, yeah, sure, it applies to like a lot of things, but it's not necessarily things that a lot of people use every day. I think mm-hmm. we can agree with mm-hmm. that. True. But like mm-hmm. statistics, it's really easy to relate, like the average yeah. that or the mean, sorry. Uh, you know that's something people actually use yeah. often i think uh an- another really useful thing is like permutations and combinations like i yes. did a grade 12 stats course and the moment my teacher like you know she started teaching all these uh things of permutation and, and combination i'm like wow like this is i can use this like every day it's just so yes. useful you know like yeah. It's just mm-hmm. on so many real world problems require, you know, combinations, like how many combinations can you make or something like that. Yeah, just right? like uh if you forget your lock combination and want to figure it out, well exactly it's only uh sixty to the power of three possibilities, you know. Quite so. a lot, but doable, doable. <laughs> yep. Parker and I actually took that class too. Yeah, we took that class together and it it was like an online class, but we took it like online in class if that makes sense wait what yeah like well, we, like, had a, we had a class with like filled with computers where all the online classes would take bro, i know place. exactly what you're talking about i had a very similar yeah. class i had a very similar class i know what you're talking about it's really weird yes. it really has no purpose yeah exactly. <laughs> like you just had to make sure we were like doing our yeah. stuff you know yep. linking us to like the the virtual teacher who was like mm-hmm. in a school kilometers away yeah those are classic yeah. classes so we we did we did the stats class together and um 
the exam was interesting because there was no monitoring, but that's all I'm going to say. Um, very, very, um, good grade at the end though. (laughs) Well-deserved. It wasn't a very advanced class. Like if we look at what we did in the, in that class, I think inside like a week, maximum two weeks in my university statistics class, we covered all of the, uh, all of the stuff we did in that class. Yeah, university is much more fast-paced. Yeah. To finish off the math classes that I took, I then took a linear algebra class, uh, which was basically the same as you guys. I know Parker and I, we, we talked like throughout the semester. Like I took it in the fall, but I believe you guys had like a linear algebra class in the in winter. Yeah, so I took mine in the winter term and Ray took his in the fall mm. term. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I had done mine before Parker. And so we compared throughout the, the winter semester, and I'm pretty sure we did about the same stuff. Hey, uh, Raph, are, are you the guy that Parker was teaching Calc to that day? No. Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, I'm pretty sure um, you FaceTimed yeah. me one time. You had a question. Oh, yeah, that was in the fall. Because the moment you said um, I, uh, like, I was talking to him about linear algebra, I don't know why. I just remembered your name on his FaceTime on his phone. And I'm just like, wait. Yeah. You've spoken to him before in front of me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. May- Wait, was that in the winter, Parker? When was that? Yeah, yeah, I remember one time I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because in electricity, well, in physics, we hadn't, we, they showed us integrals, but then we hadn't done it in calculus yeah. yet. So I was kind of like, <laughs> oh, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So then I, I FaceTimed Parker so that he could teach me because I knew you guys had done it first. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I know you guys did a lot of proofs in your calc class and an important difference that I just wanted to like says that we didn't do like any proofs this year or i think in general in calculus we don't really do many um yeah so like in engineering it's really more like how you use them Mm -hmm. like we were shown the proofs but we weren't expected to do any so we were never actually evaluated on that that's the life (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so i think we've already hit 36 minutes i think uh we're pretty good we can definitely have, actually have a part two, you know, talk about some stuff that maybe we want to learn in the next four years because, well, we know Raf has another four years ahead of him. So we can talk maybe about some of that. Yeah, for sure. sure. I would love to be back on. Thanks for of inviting course, me. Of course. Yeah, we'd love to have you on uh, once again. Before we end the podcast, though, I wanted to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to the podcast. Yesterday, we actually hit 1,000 downloads. Oh. So. Okay super hyped about that thanks for listening Mm -hmm. um this has been episode number 15 featuring Raphael rally from montreal i'm your host parker and i'm ray and we will see you soon peace